here today. It's Fernando the Mortgage Maverick Tacuna with Anthony Lease and Jeff Green from Compass. We are bringing some value to you on how you could win your dream home in 2022. We are in March of 2022 going into a spring market. I'm sure you guys are excited. I definitely am. Hopefully we have some increased inventory and some turnover going into the spring. But what we wanted to do for you, the viewers and listeners is give you a breakdown of three different items from three different professionals in the industry that uh, kind of allow you to have a plethora of information on how you could potentially win a bid, even if you're not a cash buyer, right? And I, if you're watching this, you may have lost out on some homes. If you're a listing agent, um, a seller, a buyer's agent, or a seller in general, you may be watching mm -hmm. this and saying to yourself, you know, what kind of offer should I accept? What kind of offer really holds weight in this market? So we're gonna break it down to you in three different sections. I'm gonna start off with number one, and that is getting a full commitment letter and submitting that with your offer. So as opposed to getting a pre-approval letter, having a lender like myself take your income, your assets, and any information related to your credit and submitting it into underwriting. Some lenders call this a fast track, some lenders call this a conditional approval letter. Legally, a lender can't call it a commitment letter until there's a property address associated with your file. So a lot of lenders call it this conditional approval. But what that states on the letter is, as opposed to a pre-approval letter that just mentions that someone like myself, a lending advisor, reviewed your information and we believe you're good to go, the conditional approval states that an underwriter reviewed your information and uh, you're essentially halfway through the process of the financing side. Where this becomes attractive is if you have any unique type of income, your variable income, you're self-employed, you have significant bonus income, you're part-time, um, anything that's related to variable income, I always recommend going this commitment letter route because it takes the guesswork out of what the underwriter may question and what they're gonna require throughout the process. But also, as I mentioned, how this could essentially be leveraged for you as a buyer is that you're going to a seller and saying, listen, I have my financing lined up. I need a contract and appraisal and the title work and we could close. And if you could get those things in two weeks, you're, it's a done deal. You're done. You know, you could get the file clear to close and move on. So that's what I'm bringing to the table. I mentioned this in some other uh, videos and just recently on one of my podcast episodes. Um, I'm going to hand it over to Jeff and I'll interject as we need. Um, and he's going to go over number two with you, Jeff, take it away. Uh, yeah, well, actually let's, let's circle back on the, on the commitment this letter. Is, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> really quick. So, you know, I think what a, what a buyer needs to understand is, is we're trying to, we're trying to get them in line with an all cash as is offer. Right. So the, the, these three things that we're going to be talking about in this in this uh, podcast is, you know, how do you compete? I mean, if I was selling a home and someone said, hey, I'm going to give you a million dollars for this home, 30 day close, no contingencies. And I had a buyer willing to pay a million fifty, a million seventy five. I would still go with the old cash deal because it's it's a sure thing. Nobody wants to, you know, have their house, carry their house for three months and then, you know, have it fall apart or deal with appraisals. So, so that's really the goal, I think. Um, and then the, what Fernando was talking about is that, is that, you know, coming, having a, a commitment letter, I guess you'd say a, a vetted 
pre-approval or, or you know taking it to the stage the vernacular that you guys use along with your offer is basically you know anthony will talk about this it's it may give you the opportunity to really stand up from a risk standpoint against the cash buyer because at that point basically telling the seller the only contingency i really have on this is it needs to appraise you, you know i need your house to be worth the bank needs to think your house is worth you know um x so that I can get my money. And that's if they don't waive the appraisal contingency, right? And they don't waive the that They're basically saying, look, I am vetted. I am not a risk. And I have to tell you, as a buyer's agent that has, you know, gotten some gray hairs and lost a couple pounds working with buyers the last two, you know, two years, you know, having that, it's really going to put you at an advantage because you're not just researching homes you're you know you are ready to go buy a home so when you do find that house there's no messing around you're ready to go so you know i think it's it's my team is really actually adopt, adopting that if someone is is not just window shopping we really want them to get a commitment letter and and if especially if they say we want to buy a house within six months you know you need your keys by august all right we're going to get your commitment letter now if we need to extend it we will but we need to be able to go into a, a bidding war with this if you want to, you know, unless if you want, if you really want a shot. Um, I agree. Yeah. And what I would say to that is something that we talked about earlier, Jeff, when we were on the phone. You know, I do so many pre-approvals. I, I would say even on a daily basis, like I just did two already. It's, it's early afternoon. Right. And just today. And like the thing is, is that clients, when they contact me and they want a pre-approval, they're they're um, wired where they think it's just, they say, hey, like I had someone who actually owns a very popular butcher shop in Manhattan and he does like all the steak sandwiches for the New York Yankees. I talked to him this morning and his son is buying a home. And he goes, Fernando, he makes X amount, he has X amount and his credit's this. You think you get him pre-approved? And I'm like, it, 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 you know, I'm like, it doesn't necessarily work like that, right? Like I need an actual credit report on you. I need to look at some documentation. And like his son has some ownership interest in the business, right? I mean, that's another right. another layer of me looking at what do you write off? You know, how much income do you actually show to the IRS? So I think that commitment letter takes all of that out of the equation. What Jeff's saying, and Anthony will reinforce this, you know, later is you know, we have the ability to take all of the what if out of the equation. And really, you're just left with what's the value of the home? What's the title work? You know, um, mm -hmm. whereas if you start from the beginning, you know, and it's like, Jeff, we were trying to use an analogy to this. Like we were talking about, um, you know, we use like the car, the car dealership in the past. But I was saying, like, if you want to become a law enforcement, right, you got to do all this legwork. You got to take tests. You have to pass psychological tests, physical tests do all that and then you don't even know if you made it, right? It, it, there's like some lag time and then you find out, yeah, now you could be a police officer and this is where you're gonna be stationed. It's kind of the same with getting pre-approved. It's probably a bad analogy, but you know, you, you kind of do this legwork now, but you're taking that guesswork out and you're going to be eventually placed into the house that, that you want because you're a stronger offer and you kind of know what to expect. So you're already educated and you're going in, into that market without um, you know, I've had, I, like I had a seller's agent yesterday call me and be like, what is this conditional approval? And I explained it to her and she was like, this holds major weight. And these are clients mm -hmm. that lost out on 30 plus homes in two years, 30 plus homes. The seller's agent calls me. I happen to know the seller's agent. She works at Douglas Elliman. 
calls me and goes, what is this letter? Why, why are they saying this holds more weight than a pre-approval? I explained it to her and she goes, this is a big deal. It's over the ask. Yeah. They have halfway through the financing process and, and it's just a stronger bid, right? And it shows that you're serious. It shows that you're serious, yeah. you know, so. Well, I think this really, t now this tees up Anthony because Anthony, if you're representing a seller, you know, what, what does it mean to, to have an offer and a deal memo go out that basically says, look, this buyer's committed pending appraisal and title. Uh, I mean, what's the, what's the conversation then, you know, with, with a seller about fine, you know, tweaking the, the contingencies? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, all my conversations with clients start with kind of a risk assessment. And so what I would say is this is less risk than, than a buyer that has a full mortgage contingency. You know, obviously the holy grail continues to be the all cash buyer because there's no contingencies, you know, on the, on the seller's part. But if you can say, you know, we are eliminating for the seller, you know, if a buyer can say we are eliminating for the seller the concern that the buyer is not going to get approved uh, for a mortgage and that we're really only worried about then the appraised value, which is going to be the case for anyone um, who's getting financing, you know, they're going to need an appraisal, that that is a much better scenario for a seller than it is if it's a full mortgage contingency. So, so would sense. the would a would a buyer actually offer a different style contingency? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, I think what it would be framed as, like the, the most straightforward way I can think is, it's a non-contingent. It is a deal that is not contingent on financing, but that we are adding. It. We we want to be sure that an appraisal contingency is included. So you basically kind of just build it as, you know, no mortgage contingency, but just appraisal contingency. Um, and as you know, some contracts have both, you know, some have a mortgage right. contingency and a specific separate appraisal contingency. Those if you're really just days. worried about the- Those are the good days. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Protecting buyers. But if you, it, for sure. But if you can get, you know, a buyer comfortable with or far enough along it, process of financing that they are basically approved except for the appraisal that's great you know it, so, it really does give them more you know competitive edge yeah. right um, with a cash buyer so when i would write an offer for a buyer that has one of these uh you, you, you know commitment letters a uh, pre-commitment letters you know before having a house in place i could basically i could comfortably tell them look talk to your attorney about this but Technically, we can waive the financing contingency because you were already fully approved by the bank. And then the contract itself, cash or financing, the way I understand it, is that the house, I mean, I deal more in suburbs, so we're talking single family homes here. Um, there has to be, you know, there's certain things, there's so many other protections in the contract outside of the financing contingency that would would help a buyer in the case that if there's not clear title, they're not going to get their loan. They're going to get out of the deal anyways because there's not clear title or there's a tenant or whatever. It's not as is all cash, but but essentially an as is all cash deal still has that ability too, right? I mean, they still get basically everything you need. If I was an all cash, put it this way, if I was an all cash buyer buying a house, I would still basically be entitled to everything that a finance buyer would be getting because the bank needs clear title and you know uh no violations all yeah, that kind no of stuff um, be title on all cash. yeah the only i'd say the only added 
thing when there's financing is the appraisal. Yeah. So if you That's can really protect, if you can protect the buyer with the appraisal, it's great, you know. And then the seller mm -hmm. can feel like, okay, you know, yes, we still have to get through an appraisal. Some sellers are not concerned about the appraisal at all, right? They, yeah. especially in this market, right? They're saying like, well, that's not even a concern yeah. for us, right? Yeah. It's going to appraise. We're not, you know, and, we're not worried about it. And look, a slightly low appraisal to a buyer that's putting, you know, at least at least ten percent down mm -hmm. is is not the end of the world. I mean, you just tweak the loan to value right. a little bit, and you can still get the loan. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess it's you need, you know, waiving the appraisal contingent contingency entirely might even be a, a very simple route for for some people depending on the cash they have as long as they understand what they're getting into i mean it's really not a big deal i mean i you know i right exactly yeah. yeah i don't i i try never to tell a client um like this is a good idea this is a bad idea it's more about Educate. this is your risk yeah, yeah this is your risk yeah. right so and then if you're willing to accept that risk right and and you understand what could happen i feel like i've done my job yeah. and then yeah. you know there's more and that's options. the right way to but, do it you know all yeah, of, for sure and and all of this is so sensitive that you know i would say make we have to make sure that the buyer really understands what they're waiving and what their protections yeah. still are but you know i think it's it is a a good way to give a financing buyer some more So, so yeah, it, it's so funny because I look back <clears throat> and I don't know how long you guys have been doing this, but I've been doing it 11 years now, right? And I look back maybe two years ago, right? Like a little pre-COVID and um, I'm like thinking to myself, this was never a topic, right? I mean, it was, but it wasn't. Right. It was never really as prevalent as it is. And now the reason why we're kind of bringing these, and by the way, anyone who's paying attention, we just went over our second thing, which is tweaking the contingencies, you know, uh, of, a, yeah. of an offer. But <clears throat> it's it's just so more prevalent now, at, and being a seller's market. And I think like the example I used with this client from yesterday, they are waiving their appraisal contingency. They're going in as a cash offer, but don't have the cash, you know. And and everyone right. knows it. This is what's crazy because. You know, back in the day, if you're seeing cash, you need to have the cash. And if you don't have the cash, people are like, well, you know, you don't have the cash. So how are you going to do this? But now with that commitment letter, you know, or that pre-commitment letter of conditional approval, conditional you approval. could do that. You could go in and say, you know what, I'm confident. I'm like, you know, 100% confident that I could get this. So I think I think it makes sense. Well, also, there's still a fallback. I mean, the house still needs to be still more it. or less loan worthy yeah. per the contract. If even if you were buying all cash, so yeah. it's you're right. You know, I think people. I think that's always. I mean, that's what I've really learned these last two years is that look, there's more protections than you think. The financing contingency is nice if you lose your job, but everything's really going to be there more or less anyways. You know, yeah. all things being equal. Um, <clears throat> Just see if there was, yeah, I think, I mean, so that was definitely, yeah, that buttons up our, our sec, our second piece. And then, you know, Anthony, you're going to love this one. So, <laughs> I mean, if, if I have a buyer and again, like I know there's going to be 15, 20 offers on a house and, and I know this is the house for them and they know it's the house for them. And then I know that, you know, maybe they're there's just a limit to how much they can they can loan there's a limit to you know debt to income how much they approved for I, you know we had a deal i think it was up in salt point it was a second home where we we told the buyers look you really want to stand out from the pack to spend the 600 bucks get the home inspection done so that 
when we submit your offer for best and final, you know, the only thing that's pending is radon or something, you know, like it's like, you you know, the house, there's no inspection contingency Um, in Westchester. The sellers take care of the water anyways, so you don't even have to worry about that. Um, So, you know, it's the home inspectors, you know, they don't mind. They they're they're happy to get in within 24 hours notice, especially if it's a, you know, an agent that they work with. Um, so then, you know, think about it. It's like you're hitting you're hitting a best and final. Like you look at a house on a Thursday that I have the deal right, right now like this million dollar house. They, they open the doors on Thursday. The best and final was called Sunday afternoon. They said everybody's offer in by Tuesday at three o'clock. Completely blind. Nobody has any idea how many offers. Nobody has any idea what they are, where they are. If there's cash in the mix, the broker doesn't answer his phone. I'm not going to name names. Um, That's so, so much for, fun. You know, that has I to be sort so of fun for you and your clients. <laughs> it's like brutal. Well, look, it, <laughs> just it's a risk. No, you know, I'm not. I'm not taking any questions. Yeah. I don't care. It's a risk. <laughs> Granted, they were very thorough. Oh, yeah. The listing is very thorough about mm-hmm. what's going on, the, the age of the utilities and all that stuff. So, you know, there's a survey provided so, and it's a pretty straightforward town. So, but on the flip side, you, you know, I really think to, to, to win the race here, unless there's a dark horse, I call it all cash in the mix. But if you want to stand out from all those financing offers, have your commitment letter have it have an inspection done and just come out of the gate like we're ready to go all we need is an appraisal we'll close in 45 to 60 days and we're we're fifty thousand over asking i mean if i was a listing agent i would be like this these people are legit their broker knows what he's doing this is going to be easy and we're not gonna have to come back on the market in 45 days for any reason you know and uh, i mean is there you know anthony let me put it to you i mean is there anything i'm missing that is a huge risk for a buyer, you know, like compared to the normal, you know, the normal business, normal doing business, uh, <laughs> buying homes. For, for, and waiving the contingency you're saying? If well, were... yeah, I mean, I'm just trying so to think if there's, going you, after you know, any big three. risk in you're, doing you're going that. topic three here where it's basically yeah. make your offer as is. Yeah. Without any inspection, radon, whatever. Well, well, so sorry if I didn't tee it up right. So basically, you're completely you see off the, house. the rails right now, Jeff. I, you, uh, I don't you know drunk midday. On. It's one thirty on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, uh, I'm just so. So you, you see a house on a Thursday, and you know you want it, and they call best and final on Sunday for Tuesday afternoon. What I'm saying is, get in there with a home inspector before the best and final. Do, do you know what I mean? So that you, you're hitting the, the best and final with. I have my commitment letter, so I, I don't necessarily need a financing contingency. I need it to appraise at X or more, could be lower than your offer even. And then you've already had a home inspection. So then you're not even dealing with this. Well, I guess, Anthony, you kind of come into the mix after the home inspection yeah. and some yeah. things have been negotiated. So so that's not a fair question to you. But as, as a listing agent, I mean, a lot of what we do is on the listing side. If a buyer said, hey, I already had a home inspection on this house. All I need is an appraisal, and we can close. I'd be like, so talk, talk, you know, the sell- explain that to me. How do you like so for this example you're using, the listing agent who is not answering the phone? How would you set that expect inspection up? You know what I'm saying before we can still schedule it. 
and they would go. Yeah, we'll just they would go in. We just block out two hours in the showing system and and schedule an inspection. It's it's done. You'd be surprised. That's I've savage. seen it, especially. I've never the, heard of that. That's it, actually really interesting. In some of the in some of the higher end neighborhoods, I've gone into some listings like on the buy side and, and like Chappaqua and Scarsdale and stuff. I'm like, why are the radon canisters here? Like this came on the market yesterday. You know, there's no news of an accepted offer. It's because there's a buyer that wants the house that just said, screw it, just have the home inspection. And this way I can make my offer right away mm -hmm. with the inspection done. The seller literally has nothing to worry about, uh, you know, and it almost, it makes, it, it makes the buyer able to make an as is. That's, that's right? really interesting. It, and you know, it's funny because I don't know, Anthony, have you ever heard of this? I, I personally haven't heard of that before highest and best, have you? I didn't think that sellers, brokers would be okay with yeah. I mean, you know, no, listen, this is great. Getting that information. It's, it. I, but if, if they are, I, think, I mean, I mean, from my perspective, the more you can get done at the beginning of the process, the better. I, I mean, that's better for sellers. It's better for the buyers too. And from the attorney's perspective, you know, we're, New York is a state in general where we prefer to have as few contingencies in a contract as possible. You know, some states you sign a contract after a day and there's 85 different ways to get out of it. Mm -hmm. In New York, it's really more do your research, do your due diligence, make sure you're ready to proceed. By the time you sign that thing, you basically are yeah. committing to Yeah, and, and, right. and, and to so, piggyback on that, they also, New York is one of the few states that requires if you're putting let's say 20% down, 10% at signing. Which if you're buying a million dollar house and you're putting 20% down, that's a hundred grand, right? So, yeah. you know, being licensed across the country, it's so funny, like I have this deal in Texas right now and they're talking about one of the clients losing like $2,500. He's like, he's like, well, I don't want to lose, I don't want him to lose his deposit. And it's a $2.1 million condo. And I'm like, how much is the deposit? Like 50 grand, 100 grand? He's like, no, it's like 2,500 bucks. I'm like, I'm like, dude, that it, it, it's like so different by us. I'm like, that would be 200 grand. And he was like, well, you guys are crazy yeah. in New York? I'm like, I don't even know where it comes from. It's just, it, you know, it's just like the way it's created. So yeah, I mean, Anthony is right. And Jeff, that's really interesting. If you could get that inspection in there. I mean, I didn't even think about that. That's a great take on it. You know, just to get yeah. your leg up. I mean, makes you a stronger offer too, right? It's like, I, I mean, I would look at it if put it this way, and and if I had an all cash next to a deal that was commitment letter in place, inspections done, all they need is an appraisal, and the and and the financing deal was, you know, twenty to twenty. Let's just say twenty thousand dollars or more. You know, higher. I I would just go with the financing one because the banks. You know, you guys have it all together now. Like, it, 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 there's really no risk. Like, cash is nice, but you know, there's not that much more security there, other than the appraisal. I mean, it's True. it's true, hundred percent. Um, and if they're willing to pay over, it's even more power to them. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And usually people that are financing are because they're, you know, financing at low rates. It's usually the cash guys that don't want to step up on price because that's just straight up dollars out of their well, pockets. Plus they so, feel like you're, they, they're owed something, right? It's those guys that walk into a car yeah, dealership. get a deal those for Those guys and cash. girls that say, I just, someone commented on my YouTube about this yesterday and it's just like, I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, it's those people that walk into a store and are like, well, I have cash. 
And like back in the day, that used to be a big deal. But now it's like, we don't care. Like we want you to use financing. We want, we want to make some interest on you. You know, we're not going to give you a deal because it's cash. Um, and I, I think, I think you're hundred percent right, Jeff. Like you, you can really leverage your debt and the financing aspect of it. If you just play your cards right, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to bring up regarding these topics? I mean, we honestly, we could talk about this probably for a, a really long time because there's so many ways you could chop it up. But anything that you guys have seen that is helping your clients win the deal. And I know, Anthony, you're kind of towards the end, but is there anything unique in the contracts that you've been seeing outside of the contingencies that people have been doing that may have, you know, changed? I, I think what I've seen is basically what we're describing. Okay. You know, it used to be before COVID that, you know, there was all cash, there was financing, the financing is what it was. You know, there were, there, you were not trying to tweak that in any way. Um, and most people just understood that if someone's getting financing, there's a contingency, it is what it is. You know, most people can't purchase all cash. Now, because things have gotten so competitive, it is a seller's market. Um, any ways that you can make your buyer more desirable for a seller are good, you know, and then as, as long as the buyer understands what their risk is, you know, then I would say, you know, anything you can do <laughs> to take as way as many contingencies mm -hmm. as possible is what's going to make a seller yeah. happier. Yeah. Agreed. And I would just say, Fernando, the buyers that I've worked with ever since COVID started that have won, a lot of them were were able to buy cash, but they showed up to the closing table with financing anyways. You know so, what I mean? So, like it happens dude, so dude, much. I, I, I can't believe you brought that up because I said this to someone where um, they, it's okay. So one of my clients did a cash offer and I was like, we're going to get financing. And the only thing I would say to that, you're hundred percent right. Because I do that in my own life where I'll say cash offer, here it is. And then I'll just work on financing. You know, mm -hmm. like because who cares, right? It's like, I'm still bringing you whatever that money is, right? The only thing I would say to that where I've seen a hiccup is if the seller won't allow the appraiser to go in. That is the only time I've seen a hiccup to that because that's going right, on right, right now where it was like a pain point. It's a property upstate in Saratoga. And and like the, the, the attorney was like, well, I don't know if I can get an appraiser to go in. And I'm like, I mean, she wants an appraisal anyway whether it's cash or not i'm like so maybe that could help um but yeah you're 100 right that's something that buyers have to keep in mind as well and i have buyers well, we're a lot of the times we're transparent about right. it we're like look we're non-contingent yeah. but just so you know we're showing Smart. up with 50 60 percent financing so don't be surprised yeah. when i order an appraisal and and I'm and the banks I work with, we're going to be at the closing table between thirty and forty-five days, anyways. Like I guarantee you, we're waiting for time. Yeah. You, you know, and, I agree. Right. Yeah, if you're and forthcoming, that's, so, that, that definitely helps because that's that's the last thing we want is surprises, right? We don't want any surprises for us, yeah. for the buyer, for the seller, because then it's like the sellers get disgruntled. It's like crazy seeing how disgruntled people get nowadays, you know, uh, over yeah, over right. like the minute items, you know, but. Um, and, and I think the last piece of this on my side before we log off is, you know, so Anthony and Jeff and myself are all located in the Northeast in New York. Um, Jeff, are you only located in New York or um, licensed in New York or do you have licensing in like Connecticut? Or uh, my business partner, Adam, has a license in Connecticut. Okay. So we'll, we'll so, head over so there. So Jeff yeah. is in Connecticut, New York. What about you, Anthony? Are you in other states besides New York or? 
No, I'm licensed in New York and my practice is primarily New York City. I'm not. Okay. So the reason why I ask is because the one thing I'll say to anyone watching and listening to this, me being licensed throughout the country, it's so funny helping people finance in other states like Texas, Miami, Arizona. Well, Miami's not a state. Florida, uh, Arizona, um, California, you know, the Midwest, stuff like that. The one thing I'll say is, is that um, this is happening nationally. It's not like, you know how many times I get a call like, oh, the market in Austin, Texas is insane. And I'm like, you're preaching to the choir, dude. Like, it's the same thing in New York. There's snow on the ground. It's 30 degrees. You know, no matter where you are, Miami Beach, same thing. It, it's everywhere. So the good thing about these topics is that they could relate to you no matter where you are. And if you're not seeing this type of market, um, maybe you're not really in the market that much. Maybe you're just kind of dabbling. You know, if you're serious about buying real estate, this is these are real things that are happening. We hope it turns. I could speak for both of these guys that are on the call with me because I've been a therapist for way too long, for two years now. And... It's, it's tough, but, and for, for, for clients, you know, we hope that they actually get their dream homes, but hopefully you enjoyed this information. Um, Jeff and Anthony, always a pleasure. These are two guys that I work yeah, with man. constantly. They're great at what they do. Um, definitely check out the links below and the caption, the comments, all their information will be linked there. Hit them up on social media, follow them. Guys, thank you so much for joining. Uh, Jeff, I mean, you and I are doing this all the time, so. Um, it's always yeah. a pleasure and hopefully we'll do it in person. Anthony, it's been a, it's Thank been you, a Anthony. blessing. Thank you for sharing with us. Yes, my, my pleasure. Thanks. And for we'll having. see you on the next one. All right, one, guys. Right? Thanks.